Hey, y'all, and welcome to We Needed This, a podcast with Caitlin Heiss and Ellie McKinney. We are beyond excited to create a space for honest conversations. So whether you're a photographer or entrepreneur, sometimes you just need encouragement, support, and perspective, and to know you're not alone. We are so happy you're here, and we can't wait to learn with you, to grow with you, and to connect with you. So click subscribe to hang out with us and get real about business, life, and mindset. What's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of We Needed This. I am Caitlin. I'm here with Ellie McKinney, of course. And we're so excited to be back with another episode. Yes. And here we always like to think about how much we are influenced with the world around us, especially on social media. Yes, it's easy to follow trends. Yes, it's easy to be inspired by other people. But we've really got a level set how much we're taking in and how much we're actually following. So whether you want to say influence or advice, we're talking advice here. That's the word I think we're going to throw around the most. Um, Personally, I feel like we should create our own filter. There are a lot of social media references and Instagram references to this. This is no hate to Instagram, but we're, (laughs) we're creating our own filter today. And I feel like we're going to walk you through a couple steps to figure out what your filter might look like. Because I think when we are taking in um, ideas or influence or advice from outside perspectives, whether that be through social media or other people in your industry or, you know, family and friends, other business owners, I feel like we need to be really solid in our foundations and the filter that we use to determine what advice is good for us and what advice you know, we can be thankful for, but maybe move on from. And we talked a little bit about this. I think, what episode was that? So long ago now, but (laughs) we're (laughs) we're so deep into this podcast process. (laughs) But I think, you know, we talked about when we first started, maybe the kind of photographer that we wanted to be was different than the photographer that we are now, or the way that we look look at success now is very different or transformed, evolved from the way that we looked at success before. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about how much time I would have saved if I would have just created this little filter for myself a little earlier in this business, because we can soak so much information in and we can be excited by so many directions that we can get lost in the process. And sometimes it's really healthy, but I think if we define this filter that we're talking about, it's going to save us so much time in our business and just being able to ramp up that extra time back into what we were supposed to be doing to best represent ourselves and what we're building. So number one, reflect on where you are right now. And while we can have lots of ideas and different things that we want to accomplish, determine where you're trying to go first and maybe where you want your ultimate destination to be. We could also add where you're not trying to go into that. Because if we already know, hey, I don't want to do A, B, and C, then we can just decide, okay, that's in our filter. That is the direction that we don't want to take moving forward. Love that. That's so important. When you take, when you see things on the internet or you take certain advice, it may shift your opinion of what you should be doing. I think that's something a lot of us get caught up in is like, 
well, I want to do this, but should I be doing that? Like, is that going to make me successful or did I not have the right idea to start with? So, you know, really spend some time with yourself and figuring out, like, I love that for them. That's beautiful. That's great. But like, maybe that's just not my direction right now. Right. And even whenever we're in the headspace of, okay, I know I said no to this, but sometimes if we just go ahead (laughs) and realize, oh, wait, that was defined in my filter that I really need to keep this on track, that I wasn't going to go that direction right now is going to help you realize like where that attention can be set on. I also think it's really important to determine your who. So knowing like, the kind of client you're trying to reach, the audience you're trying to speak to, really doing some work and determining that for you. So whether that looks like maybe niching down into a certain type of photography or a type of client or a type of a type of event that you want to work or so for instance like destination elopements or really focusing on travel or maybe you want to stay more locally where you live knowing that part of your who, who you're trying to reach um, is a great way to filter advice as well. Because as we build our business, we want to make sure that we're serving that person, that target. So advice needs to come into, or advice needs to also serve that purpose. If it's something that we're going to take and implement into our business. What's going to be the most helpful is what you just mentioned is bringing it back to marketing. So if you haven't exactly found what specifically you want, know that it's okay to keep it kind of broad too, because as you go in a certain direction, you can add things to your filtered advice list. So know that this is like your working document, if you will, that in the beginning, especially maybe you're a newer photographer or you're trying a different direction with your photography, understand that this is something that you'll continually grow and know to understand the more that you do. So if you're not sure specifically what you want to focus on right now, that's okay. Just make sure you keep mental touches with yourself to understand that you can add stuff to this advice filter as you go. And the last part of that is knowing your why right? So knowing why you're in this, why you're in the industry, why you're doing what you're doing and why you're building the business that you're building is also going to help you determine what advice is good for you and is going to help you achieve your goals. Okay. So whenever we're thinking of where to seek advice, a lot of times we can just go where we're comfortable, right? Like friends, family, things like that. And then we enter an industry like the photography industry where there are people who have been doing it for a while. So we want to ask them different things. And we have friends who started at the same time as we did. So we want to go through those things at the same time and find advice for what they're doing that we could also add to our business. And whenever it comes to these things, I think trust is a big word because of course we trust our friends and family, but they're not in this industry. And so we know that they're here to support us and guide us, but The best thing is that we can gain advice from multiple perspectives and build our own filter from what we were talking about earlier as to what we're actually going to put into action. Obviously, there's like when you're seeking advice from people in the industry, it's good because there's like norms and etiquette and all these different things that go into 
running or how the creative photography industry world whatever universe metaverse whatever you want to call it actually functions so I feel like other creatives can really help in that way because that's like what we're living and breathing every day but you know don't count out the advice from people that are either in other industries or family and friends because I think the trust aspect you know you want to know that whoever you're talking to or whoever you're, you know, really relying on to help you build this thing that has your best interest at heart. I think that is really what good advice comes down to is trust and having someone's best interest at heart when giving it. Yeah. That's where friends and family come. I'm just thinking like who I ask advice from and friends and family are quick to say, Hmm, that doesn't sound like you, or this doesn't, feel like something you would do. And so it helps me sort of re, ooh, restart this direction of, oh, weird. Like, I don't know. I thought this was the right answer in my industry, but maybe there's a way that represents more me that I could do it. Whereas advice from experience in this industry, I always look for industry professionals and, you know, other people who are going through the same things that I am. Well, and two, you know, with the trust for industry professionals, it's like, people that you want to model your business after or people who have gone through that, you know, have gone through what you've gone through. So it's like, and they've maybe achieved a result that you're looking to achieve. Like, hell yeah, I'm going to take their advice. Like (laughs) they've walked the line, you know what I mean? Like they know the journey that I'm in or something similar. Yeah. Um, Let's be real. A lot of the people in the industry are not going to give free advice either, which I know we're going to get into soon. So I think there's also like, you know, just to understand that somebody going through the industry the same time that you are, I just remember when I started, like that was my go-to person because we were really trying to figure things out and we were paying for education, of course, but we also had these little things that we just needed insight on to be like, Hey, am I crazy for thinking like we could do it this way? And before you know it, we were doing things that some of the industry leaders hadn't been doing and we were able to gain traction because of those things. So I think every relationship that you have from somebody that you rely on that trustworthy advice for can bring so much insight to the direction that you take. Yeah. I think so many times through all the things that we've talked about, finding and or building community is a major player in all of that because so true. like I said it doesn't have to be somebody that has had years and years and years of experience but whose thoughts feelings or motivations you really trust is just as worthy of you know bouncing ideas off of each other or things like that because you know I, I mean, the way that I've tried to move through the photography world is always that, you know, if I'm like really, well, really, I want everybody to be successful, but also like the people that I'm super close with, it's like, I don't even view them as competitors. I'm like, you know, I want everybody to eat. I want everybody to be successful. I want us all to grow businesses that we're really proud of. And so when you find other people that you know, are just there for you as a human being, whether they've had a ton of experience or not. I think a lot of the insight that comes out of those relationships is really important. Yeah. And everything we talked about so far sort of comes back to the word trust and being able to create that community around it. So, you know, if there was something that broke your trust, it's okay to move forward with that relationship and not relying on 
advice on that deep of a level. So I think it's ever changing and your, your trust and advice is going to look different through every stage. So you'll continuously need these relationships just to be able to maintain like healthy insight as you grow into this business that you're building. So within this community that you build and the group of people that you surround yourself with from all different walks of life or business or or points in their business, all of that good stuff, you know, different people are going to be great advice givers in different ways, right? Everybody's going to have their own special brand of advice or insight and the way that they deliver it. And so I feel like it's really important when you seek advice to like know what you're looking for. Like, are right. you, look, are you looking for, I mean, cause let's be real. We all know, like when we're calling the vent, sometimes we are just calling the vent. Maybe you're not even really looking for advice, even though event, <laughs> right. event session is usually when advice is exchanged, I feel like, but maybe you just are calling like, I just need to, ho- I'm, this is my signature line. I'm like, I just need to holler about this for two seconds and then <laughs> we can move on. Um, That's me as a person. Um, so, you know, know if, and, and I feel like that comes through naturally, but sometimes you just need to say, and that's why I say, listen, I I know this is a lot for you to take on, but I'm just yelling this in someone's general direction. Do not feel like you have to fix my problems for me today. (laughs) If you have any insight, sure. But you know, um, I feel like knowing what you're looking for, like, do you need a little reality check today? Or are you looking for someone just to like, be there with you while you cry. We've all been there. Um, <laughs> or do you need somebody to just be like, yeah, girl, like that's no, don't change a thing. You're doing what you need to do. <laughs> I feel like we all have times where we need one, one or many of those things at the same time in the advice that we're seeking. Yes. I love Caitlin. You are the ultimate hype queen and not only just for your clients, but for your friends too. And I feel like there is just this unconditional love that you continue to give off. So I know that if I'm feeling a little bit down or I'm just like, everybody does this. I'm like, oh, I should be doing this. Or I'm not sure if I'm like, you know, doing my best lately. There's so many things I'd love to work on. Caitlin's like, girl, you (laughs) are everything. And it just, um, I think, and hopefully you understand like how much you mean to people. Cause whenever you are able to be that cheerleader mentality for somebody who can't get there themselves, it really does help that person ramp up and be able to see themselves in a brighter light. Just me, for example. So I think it's really special whenever you have these relationships, because if I needed to complain and to complain and I wanted to be you know, talking to somebody who's like, oh yeah, that's awful. I'm not going to call Caitlin. Like <laughs> I, I want Caitlin, um, you know, in those conversations where I'm like, I've, I just am so thrilled to be uplifted and want to get back to the happy me and you help do that for people. I think that's wonderful. Remember how we said we were going to try to not have me cry in every episode. Cause <laughs> so far I don't think I've <laughs> been tearless. <laughs> So. we're making it a thing actually so welcome that's our the- third piece of merch is caitlin's tears in a little <laughs> vial um I'd that, buy it. oh thank you that that does make me happy i do appreciate that but yeah <laughs> i mean i feel like for some i mean for some people i am the like reality check person but for a lot of people i feel like i'm like 
I don't like people to talk bad about themselves. You no, know, I'm yeah. like, I mean, that's just, that's what I try to bring. That's my special brand of advice that I try to get. I love it. <laughs> it's also like hard. I, I really struggle for of being that person for myself. So I feel like I sometimes am giving what I don't necessarily get. Not that I don't get, but like that no, I no, don't no, that's... naturally have, I guess. Yeah. So for some reason, I'm really good at being lit for other people, but sometimes I need somebody, <laughs> I need to call Ellie and be like, hi, you know, <laughs> like, um, how do I, why do I not feel good about me? I need to feel good. So no, I think I, I, yeah. And then like, here's the thing, like, don't call me if you don't want some realness sprinkled in. Okay. Like I am not the friend, even my best friends who have nothing to do with the industry. Like I am not the one to call to just uplift I'd like to think maybe I give some uplifting moments because I don't want to be negative but I'm always pushing for well like let's take an outside look or are there behaviors that led to this or is there something we could change or are you seeing yourself this way because of a b and c and so I turn into I I would love to be the hype person but I also know I'm I'm there to give hopefully a little bit of like self-talk, that self-awareness piece, because I'm constantly trying to find that for myself. And so I think that's, that's similar to what you just said. You're constantly wanting that for yourself. And so isn't it funny that we give what we're looking for the whole time? We're at least putting it out into the universe. So eventually like we'll feel that way about ourselves <laughs> too. Exactly. Um, but no, I think that was such, like you I feel like you're so self-aware like you know how you I just are, obsess but... over it like I don't <laughs> I don't do anything else except try to improve <laughs> but I think that you you don't you don't view yourself as a hype person right as like somebody to hype you up but the reason why I view your advice and your insight in a way that's like yeah you do it's because you encourage people to like step into their own power or like yes, it's not always true. just like oh my god you can do it it's like you let people know that they have it within themselves to solve their problem or you know what I mean like you really encourage people to like take control and like take ownership of you know like they their capabilities and like yes you can so I think I just found what I am you helped me define that yeah I I'm think like that, like you are a hype person I it's encourage just... strategic mm -hmm. action because well no, that, that doesn't was the sound other part fun of I was... but I feel like no <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds fancy it you sounds know? really strange but I like it yeah yeah but I also think you are you're the problem solver friend too and the third part of this is that I feel like you offer perspective when I'm like, just, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but like when I feel like I'm very, I can own, like, I can't get past this issue because I just can't, like, I've broken it down as much as I can break it down. And I feel like I've looked at it from every angle. You always offer perspective that I may not have thought about or like, encourage me to like no 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 like take that one step further like you're almost there kind of thing like yeah or you know the way that you're looking at it is just of a different perspective than mine and so it really helps me like see the issue from more angles than what I would have maybe naturally been led to do so if we're um defining our advice like is, is oh how cute we should have come up with a quiz so everybody oh, yeah. can <laughs> 
No, that's literally, I was like, is that what's happening? Like, yes. w- whatever your Enneagram type is, but okay, for but this is like what your advice, advice giver friend are you? Or you. Oh. Yes. Oh my God, that's funny. Coming okay. soon. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think, I think even as individuals, like, you know, not only we're talking about receiving advice, but to mm-hmm. like know, maybe spend some time with yourself and know what kind of advice you give because. Oh, I love that. And I, and I think like assessing your relationships that you have with certain people. Like I know that they're, I mean, and you fall into this category for me. Like if I really got to break it down and be like, not so cute about it, Mm -hmm. I know that I can do that with you, but like not everybody can handle the like strip down, like no flow. Like I'm always going to try to like word it or say it in a positive way, but sometimes I can just get down to it and that can come off a little aggressive and I don't mean for it to and I'm over here like give it to me yeah (laughs) aggressive isn't the right word but I can I have raw vulnerable raw just real yes yes give it to me Mm -hmm. I think you know know yourself too in the kind of advice giver that you maybe want to be or maybe what your natural um inclination is to when you give advice so that you can also like I feel like that helps build trust when oh my you're gosh, talking yes. to friends and you're and they're coming to you for advice. And it's like, I do every time somebody like asks my opinion or like really wants my help with something, I'm always like, like, I do see a great responsibility in that because I do care about, you know, my friends or even if I don't know you personally and you come for me advice, like I do care about your success. Like, even if I don't know you that well, like I don't take it lightly. I'm not just over here like, yeah, whatever, like try this. Like, I'm really thinking about, I'm probably going to ask you like a million questions because I'm like, I want to know where you're at and what you're doing and what like your plans are and all this. But I think it's good to know that about yourself so that when someone comes to you for advice, you can be like, okay, girl. So, um, my knee jerk reaction is going to be to like, break it down for you. Like, are you in a a emotional place to to take that like are we good you know you don't have to be like that about it but like you just being well, able my to favorite question that. to ask anytime somebody has I mean and I do this probably mostly with like my closest people but I was just thinking about it I should do this with any any situation it's what are you looking for do you need the support do you need somebody to help you analyze everything and if they're like I really need support then I'm like oh my gosh come back to me later because <laughs> But for real, I've had that honest conversation with best friends where I'm like, I care about you so much. I know I'm going to want to solve this right now for you and with you. And I am not the best person for you in this moment. And I love you to where I know this. And so when you're ready to banter back and forth about things that can be done, like come to me. But I do know that you have someone in your life who is ready to sit there and listen. And I've been working on how much I listen to other people for a very long time, but if they're in a very, very vulnerable place where they're not ready to have conversation, they just want to be heard. Um, I, it takes a toll on me too, because I soak in all the information and then can do nothing about it. So I've just realized like the healthiest version of myself and my friendships is whenever we can have communication. And I know that about myself. So, um, I also have to, and it might seem selfish saying this out loud, but through the years I've really learned it's okay to also be on the other side and be able to let the other person know whether you're in the right headspace to deal with what they're looking to get out of the conversation too. 
I think it's okay, but I could probably learn a little bit of um, knowing when to say like, I might not be in the best headspace for. Oh my gosh, that took me. I have I've only been doing that for a few years, and it's with my best friends. It's not like I meet somebody and they're like, oh my gosh, like I just went through this, and I'm like, stop, no. pause. I'm actually not available to have no. this conversation. Could you imagine but, if that's like how we went through the world? Like that would be oh my so God. wild. We would probably all be so healthy, but so upset with the world around us to everything no but I think that this all plays into you know who we're relying on who we're trusting who we're having these conversations with and hopefully this brought a little bit of clarity because maybe you've never thought of your friendships or business relationships in different categories to where oh I should I really want to be uplifted you know what I'm gonna reach out to this person because I'm feeling a little low and I can be vulnerable with her or oh my gosh, I don't even know what steps to take next. I need to reach out to this person. They always have way too much to say. (laughs) Um, I just think there's always a way to navigate our emotions while we're looking for advice because I do think they go hand in hand. So I think it's important that we touch a little bit on hired advice, right? Mm. Because, you know, I know Ellie and I have mentioned that we're in the mentoring space. There are so many amazing educators out there. So, you know, while a lot of advice from friends, from friends and family and other relationships is is available all the time to us. Sometimes I think it's good to know when you need specialized or specific education, which I guess right. education can kind of come into advice as well. So I think it's important that we talk a little bit about hired advice and who to hire and how to find the kind of person that you're looking for. Um And I think the biggest, like number one thing in that is like, know what somebody's expertise is in or know what they love educating on or mentoring on because A, that's going to, I mean, there is no A, B, and C. Number one period is that's going (laughs) to get you the best results, right? There's no A, B, and C. (laughs) Knowing what, it's just like when you're talking to clients or potential clients or people on the internet of like, how to choose your photographer. Well, this is the kind of photographer I am. And this is what I love doing. You want people to find you for your expertise and your specialty and the things that really, um, or that you're really passionate about. The same should be said for the educators that you're looking for. Yeah. And I remember whenever I, I was in my business. And I was like, I think I'm ready for a mentor because I knew how I needed to start. And some people need help starting. And I knew how I wanted to edit and some people needed help editing, but it took me a while to find mine because I was just overwhelmed with the amount of education that had finally reached this industry. It's like whenever I first picked up a camera and started photographing in 2011, there was nothing. I mean, you couldn't find anything out there. And me and my friend were going to like these in-person meetups, learning how to use a flash. Which like, looking back, there's something very cool about walking into like a whole room of strangers and being like, hi, I'm here for the class. <laughs> Just, yeah, like, I know. <laughs> taking a chance on yourself. Um, I love a workshop. You oh my I mean? gosh. And they used to be so like, yeah, we meet every Friday at seven. You know, it was so oh, chill and so relaxed. I never did anything like, like that. I feel like Shout I out to the... 2011. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I missed that era I I think so and then whenever you know in a previous episode I talked about how I left the industry and came back when I came back there were educators there were online platforms there were classes and courses that you could just like put a little pause button on it and then continue after dinner I mean it was just a totally different outcome and so I became overwhelmed and instead of 
relying on a mentor, I was all about the classes, but the classes could only get me so far. And it took me, I just want to say, if you're overwhelmed, know that we've all been there because there is so much education. Absolutely. And when Caitlin mentions like find somebody who's passionate about the thing you need help with, I just wanted to reiterate that that is exactly where you can find success. Yeah, because I think the you bring up a good distinction between like classes where it may be um, like um, not an in-person class or something that kind of exists on the internet that you can online watch courses. anytime. Online courses. Yes, thank you. Or, you know, versus, you know, being educated in person or face-to-face or Mm one-on-one, because I think the reason why we search for mentors is because we're looking for that connection. We're looking to build that trust with somebody who now fits into this category. We're talking about a a hired advice giver, yes, (laughs) hired mentor, (laughs) Um, but I'm changing my website now. Hired advice giver. It's a term. Should I trademark it? No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. But, but, um, you know, you're looking for that, that person to still build that trust with, and also to understand the nuances of you that you can kind of express, you know, your goals to your lifestyle to, you know, somebody that maybe understands the market that you're in. So you really know that they get you and understand you and your business and can give you their expert advice on whatever their topics are, you know, and really make it customized for you. So I think that's why that's like the number one thing on my list. I'm like, know what they're good at and what they love teaching on or <laughs> advice giving on and, <laughs> and find and connect with that person. Yeah, definitely. And there's a, there's a space that I just can take myself back to where I know I mentioned being overwhelmed, but I was trying to find the right photographer and I ended up finding a mentor who focuses on things outside of anything photography related. And then I also, so I had two mentors at one time, one specifically for photography related things and one for specifically uh, diversifying income. And so it looked very different and filtering advice was even more important during that time because I was getting such good information from both, but I needed to balance my time. And so you know, whenever it comes to finding the right person for you, if you're on their website and you get excited over their work and the type of clients that they have and the business that they're running, like pay attention to business and personality, because I do think it takes a good balance of both for you to have the right person. And it also goes back to knowing what you're looking, what you're looking for, right? Like what you really need in order to take the next step, because that might look like somebody whose personality you wouldn't normally gravitate towards. Maybe you need somebody that's going to be a little bit more like tough and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. not so like, oh, everything you're doing is great. You know, like you're not necessarily looking for validation. On the other hand, I think sometimes for mentors, some of the best like mentoring advice that I was ever given was validation. So like, know that that's okay too. Sometimes I think you need somebody that whose expertise and authority you trust in the industry to look at you and be like, yeah, girl, you got it. Like you're doing, you're already doing it. Yeah. Some things that we can elevate this with sure. Like take it to the next level, but you got it, you know what you're doing. And, you know, I think sometimes we just need, especially if you are in an industry you have no experience in, but you're like 
in love with it. I mean, that's how I was with photography. I mean, I had no idea what I was. This was never the plan, people. Like, <laughs> I was never supposed to be here. I got on the wrong train, but I just went with it. You know, like, I don't know. The how destination I got here. was final, but wrong yeah, train. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, just knowing um, the kind of person that you maybe need, not so much what is going to make you feel good I don't know if that's the right way like you want to feel good about it but knowing when you need the tough love or knowing when you need the encouragement or knowing when you need just the validation is important when finding a mentor yeah and if you're searching for like okay how do I find that look at the way that they word things on their website look at what they cover if they cover almost everything in every category it's really hard to say that they're an expert advice giver in a certain area. So just pay attention to the verbiage, what they're talking about. And is that what you need in your business at that time? And it will really solidify, um, or even writing down questions that you have before looking for a mentor and then opening their website page about mentoring. And if their answers match your questions and their expertise match your questions, then you're already on a perfect path. And open a line of communication, you know, like send that contact form at, like, and add those specific questions in there and see, you know, just open a conversation. Like if that's something they feel like they can really contribute to, because I think, you know, give people the opportunity to really see like what you need and what, where you're coming from, and then let them kind of either direct you or refer you to somebody who, if it's not in their wheelhouse, that could really help you learn and grow from there. Most definitely. So now that we've talked a little bit about filtering and the kind of advice we need, maybe the kind of advice givers we are, we're going to get down right to the nitty gritty and Mm. touch on a couple specifics of when to accept advice and maybe when not to accept advice. Yeah, let's end this with a positive note. So I'm going to talk about first when not to. (laughs) Sure. Okay, great. No, I think of one of the biggest learning lessons that I've had when searching for advice is I've realized that there is a certain type of person that does not necessarily have your best interest when giving advice. And the way I like to describe this is if this person is saying, hey, this is the only way you have to do it this way and you have to follow these steps to be successful, there is no reason you should believe them. There are no solid answers out there about this industry or this world even that you should feel as though you need to follow someone else's exact steps to get somewhere. There's always going to be some pieces of yourself that you need to put into the equation. And I think whenever we have somebody who's forcing something on us, it also doesn't feel right. So you'll get this gut feeling that like, hey, this is this is not what I thought this was going to be. This is not the direction. Um, An example specifically is whenever I started, I had somebody helping me with marketing and they told me that I needed to attract a very specific type of client. And this is what I needed to do to get there. Well, I wanted to be an inclusive photographer. That's the whole reason I started this freaking journey. And then I have this expert telling me, no, you have to do it this way. And I decided not to take that advice. And it was one of The things I had to overcome and try to tell myself, okay, you're not crazy. You can be validated in thinking that there is a different way to market yourself. And that's when I saw the most success in my career. So I think if someone's forcing something and saying, this is the only way, just question that 
and question why they're saying that before you take that advice. And I think you also touched on knowing when somebody has your best interest at heart, like knowing if that person is giving you like genuine heartfelt advice because they want to see you be successful, like know how to recognize those things in people. And obviously that goes back to trust for the 8,000th time. And, (laughs) you know, sometimes our trust can be broken and that's really hard. But I think knowing that you can trust the people that you're getting advice from and only accepting it from those people who want to see you do well is critical. Get behind um, those gut feelings and understand that it can point you in a very different direction than what other people are trying to tell you to go. But it does mean that you're staying true to yourself and can bring things to fruition tenfold because of that. I would also say to not accept advice from people who don't share the same values as you when it comes to business. 1,000%. If you know what the core values of your business are, and again, that goes back to kind of like creating your filter and knowing your who and your why. Um, If your values don't align with someone, you know, it's not that their advice is useless, but it may not serve your type of client or your specific area of focus, you know, that is something really important. So Ellie has said it before, and I think this is so true that there are like different types of photographers out there, right? There's different types of business owners out there and they all have different focuses as far as what their core values in their business is. So, or business are, but so I think it's really important to kind of know like their who, what, why, and things like that in their business when you're kind of filtering their advice and applying it to your own. Right. And I even think it's okay to take some advice from that individual. Just as I gave earlier, I had somebody who I'd hired to help me with marketing and they were saying, you really need like this specific thing. I understand that's how Facebook ads work. Okay. Like I get it. I understand they need to shop at a certain (laughs) place and do a certain thing. So I spent... I spent three times as much doing three separate ads because I didn't want to only attract white, thin couples. And I say that full-heartedly loving my white, thin couples, but I also understand that if I were to do ads and market that thing, how would I ever expect to get an inclusive group of people being interested in my photography. And so I think the advice that I did take was, hey, it's great to know that, yes, these ads are meant for a very specific person. So then in my head, I turned around and said, great, then I'll have three of those. And just really built upon like taking some advice, but understanding I can't fall totally into the category that this person wanted me to because it didn't align with my values. So we've gotten through the hard part then maybe when not to take advice, but we're going to give you our ideas on when you should accept advice. Yes. So number one, if you haven't gotten it by now, (laughs) which I'm like, gosh, I cannot believe how many times we've repeated this, but it must be important to us. It must be true. It must be maybe true. Um, Take advice from people that you trust, right? People that want to see you win, people that want, that love you, that want to see you be successful and grow and want to see you just reach all of your goals and are going to, you know, love on you and all of that good stuff. Take, take advice from those people because it's always coming from a place of love and a place of encouragement. And we all need a little bit more of that. Trust is where it stems from. 
<laughs> and also take advice from people who have been where you are and understand how hard it is in whatever industry that you are in. I know we gave examples of the photography industry and how there's people we look up to and want to learn from and grow from. And so being able to find those people that you can say, hey, I want to be where you're at and understanding that they are going to understand how hard it is to start and you can take action from things that they did in their business. And a small side of that, I think, especially business specifically, take advice from people who either understand or are in your market because every state, every region is so different in the way that like certain things in their businesses work on the West Coast that may work differently on the East Coast or, you know, for things like pricing or like small technicalities in your business, sometimes it's better to get advice from people who physically are where you are because they're going to understand the nuances of the market more so than someone who still has great ideas and great advice, but maybe isn't where you're from. So it can be harder to apply it, but that's just yeah. a little aside. Well, and I think that comes into filtering, right? So if you want advice on pricing and things that are geographically important, then I think finding somebody close. And then I've gotten some of my best ideas from out of state people, but they were like broad scope direction, like things that people weren't necessarily doing on the East coast yet that I had learned from the West coast, but it's so true depending on the advice that you're, you're wanting accepting and following through with the advice that makes the most sense in your business. And I think we need to talk about unsolicited advice, Ooh. like with a little twist, maybe. So unsolicited advice, I feel like just saying it, it's like, meh. like it has like a bad connotation. It does. Sometimes. <laughs> and we put but it like, in the positive accepting advice. Yeah, piece but we're for putting a reason. It in a, we're putting it in the positive category because if you're filtering and you are, if you have your foundation and you know who you are in your business and where you're trying to go, unsolicited advice does not have to be negative. I think right. we've mentioned throughout this, like sometimes really great insight can come from people who aren't photographers or who know nothing about the wedding industry or, you know, are not in your specific niche either. Like I have some of my best friends who are not in the photography world or the wedding world whatsoever, give me some of the best insight because they're not in it all the time. It's just, it's the same concept. I think as when you have looked at the edits on those photos for so many hours that they, you can't tell anymore. Like, is this still my editing style? Like, where am I? You know, right. like we just <laughs> right. are staring at it for so long. We need that outside perspective to come in and be like, Ooh, maybe tweak this or no, I think these look great. So I think sometimes that outside perspective or that one piece of random, like we were just having lunch and you just like threw this out of nowhere, like could really be a little nugget of gold that you didn't even know to ask for. Yeah. I think there's so many times that I've been put a little more at ease because of unsolicited advice, just because there's more confidence that I wasn't giving myself into what I was doing or even like thinking of things from a client perspective is really nice to understand from some unsolicited advice because photographers have a certain way we do things. And so having that little piece of information that we can add to our business from an outside perspective can help level up something like client experience. And unsolicited advice too can also be something maybe you just want to like stick in your back pocket. It doesn't mean that you 
any advice really doesn't mean you have to like drop everything and like change directions or implement that immediately. Like sometimes it, you're just like not there yet in your business. Like maybe that's advice for somebody who's like a couple steps down the line. But if you just hold on to that, then like, you know, a year later, you're going to be like, remember that thing that I thought was so stupid, but now I'm in a different place where I understand what they meant. You know, sometimes it's nice to just tuck it away and then you never know when it's going to really just pay off for you in the end. And we are so thrilled to be here sharing this space with you. Make sure you're subscribing if you haven't already. So you hear or you're the first to know about new episodes when they come out. And until next time, we love you guys. Make sure you're investing in yourself. Take care of yourself and we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you.